Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, where I read books for young kids. Today we'll be reading The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. And without further ado, let's just get right into it. Okay, here we are at page one. At the far end of town where the grickle grass grows, and the wind smells slow and sour when it blows, and no birds ever sing except the old crows, is the street of the lifted Lorax. And deep in the grickle grass, some people say, if you look deep enough, you can still see today where the Lorax once stood just as long as it could before someone lifted the Lorax away. What was the Lorax and why was it there? And why was it lifted and taken somewhere from the far end of town where grickle grass grows? The Onceler still lives here. Ask him. He knows. You won't see the Onceler. Don't knock on his door. He stays up in his lookum on top of a store. He lurks in his lookum cold under the roof, where he makes his own clothes out of miff muffered muff. On a special dank midnight in August, he peeks out of the shutters, and sometimes he speaks and tells how the Lorax was lifted away. He'll tell you, perhaps, if you're willing to pay. On the end of a rope, he lets down a tin pail, and you have to toss in 50 cents and a nail, and a shell of a great-great-great-grandfather snail. Then he pulls up the pail and makes the most careful count to see if you've paid him the proper amount. Then he hides what you've paid him away in his snub, his secret strange hole under his grubless glove. Then he grunts, I will call you by whisper my phone, for the secrets I tell you are for your ears alone. Slup down the, down slups the whisper my phone to your ear, and the old oncer's whispers are not very clear since they have to come down through a sniggerly hose, and has, and he sounds as if he has smallish bees up his nose. Now I'll tell you, he says with his teeth sounding gray, how the Lorax got lifted and taken away. It started way back, such a long, long time back. Way back in the days where the grass was still green and the palm was still wet and the clouds were still clean, in the songs of the swoomy swans rang out in space, one morning I came to the glorious place. And first I saw the trees, the truffle trees, the bright colored tufts of the truffle trees, mile after mile in the fresh morning breeze. And under these trees I saw brown barlots frisking around in their barbarolot suits as they played in the shade and ate truffle fruit. Then the rippleless pond came the comforting sound of the humming fish humming while splashing around. But those trees, those trees, those truffle trees, all my life I've been searching for trees such as these. The touch of their tufts was much softer than silk, and they had the sweet smell of fresh butterfly milk. I felt a great leaping of joy in my heart. I knew just what I'd do. I unloaded my cart. And in no time at all, I had built a small shop. Then I chopped down a truffle tree with one great chop. And with grateful, skillful skill and great speedy speed, I took the soft tuft and I knitted a sneed. The instant I'd finished, I heard a gazump. I looked and saw something pop out of the stump. From the tree I'd chopped down, it was sort of a man. Describe him? That's hard. I don't know if I can. He was shortish and oldish and brownish and mossy, and he spoke with a voice that was sharp and bark bossy. Mister, he said with a sawdusty sneeze, 
I am the Lorax, I speak for the trees. I speak for the trees, for the trees that have no tongues. And I'm asking you, sir, at the top of my lungs. He was very upset as he shouted and puffed. What's that thing you made out of my truffle tuft? Look, Lorax, I said, there's no cause for alarm. I've chopped just one tree. I am doing no harm. I'm being quite useful, for this is a need, and a means of finding something that all people need. It's a shirt, it's a sock, it's a glove, it's a hat, but it has other uses, yes, far beyond that. You can use it for carpets, for pillows, for sheets, or curtains, or covers, for bicycle seats. The Lorax said, Sir, you're crazy with greed. There's no one on earth who would buy that fool's need. But the very next minute, I proved he was wrong. For just that minute, a chap came along. He thought that I, that the need I had knitted was great. He happily bought it for no, three ninety-eight. I laughed at the Lorax. You poor stupid guy. You can never tell what some people buy. I repeat, cried the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I'm busy, I told him. Shut up, if you please. I rushed across the room, and in no time at all, with the radio phone, I put it in a quick call. I called my brothers and uncles and aunts, and I said, Listen here, here's a wonderful chance for the whole Wunso family to get mighty rich. Get over here fast. Take the road north niche. Turn left at Wing Honkin, sharp right at South Stitch. And in no time at all, the factory I built, the whole Wunsler family was working full tilt. We were all needing needs just as busy, busy as bees to the sounds of the chopping of truffle trees. Then, oh baby, oh, how my business did grow. Now chopping one tree at a time was too slow. So I quickly invented my super axe hacker, which whacked off four truffle trees at one smacker. We made needs four times as fast as before, and that Lorax, he didn't show up anymore. But the next week he knocked on my new office door. He snapped, I'm the Lorax who speaks for the trees, which you seem to be chopping as fast as you please, but I'm also in charge of the brown barlutes, who played in the shade of their barlotta suit, and happily lived eating truffle of fruits. Now thanks for your hacking thanks to your hacking my cheese to the ground, that's not enough truffle of fruit to go round, and my poor barlutes are getting the crummies because they have gas, no food in their tummies. They love living here, but I can't let them stay. They'll have to find food, and I hope that they may. Good luck, boys, he cried, and he sent them away. I, the onceler, felt sad as I watched them all go. But business is business, and business must grow, regardless of crummies and tummies, you know. I meant no harm. I most truly did not. But I had to go bigger, so bigger I got. I biggered my factory and biggered my roads. I biggered my wagons, and I biggered the loads of the sneeds I shipped out. I was shipping them forth to the south, to the east, to the west, to the north. I went right on bigger, biggering, biggering, selling more sneeds, and I biggered my money, which everyone needs. Then again he came back, and he was fixing some pipes, when that old nuisance Lorax came back with more gripes. I am the Lorax, he coughed and he whiffed. He sneezed and he snuffled, he snuggled, he sniffed. Once, sir, he cried with a Cuffless croak. Once, sir, you are making such a smuggless smoke. My poor swomey swan. Why, they can't sing a note. No one can sing who has smog in their throat. And so, said the Lorax, please pardon my cough. They cannot live here, so I'm sending them off. Where will they go? I don't hopefully know. They may have to fly for a month or a year, 
to escape from that smog you smogged up around here. What's more, snapped Alorax, his dander was up, let me say a few words about gluppity glup. Your machinery chugs on day and night without stop, making gluppity glup. Also, sloppity slop. And what do you do with this leftover goo? I'll show you, you dirty old once-lore man, you. You're glumping the pond where the humming fish hummed. No more they can hum, for their gills are all gummed. So I'm sending them off, or the future is dreary. And they'll walk on their fins and get woefully weary in search of some water that isn't so smeary. And then I got mad. I got terribly mad. I yelled at the Lorax. Now listen here, Dad. All you do is yap, yap, and say bad, 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 bad. Well, I have my rights, sir, and I'm telling you I intend to go on doing just what I do. And for your information, you Lorax, I'm figuring on biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering, turning more truffle trees into sneeds, which everyone, everyone, everyone needs. And at that very moment, we heard a loud whack. From outside the fields came a snickening snap, an axe on a tree, and we heard the tree fall, the very last truffle tree of them all. No more trees, no more sneeds, no more work to be done. So in time, my uncles and aunts, everyone, all waved me goodbye. They jumped into my cars and drove away under the smog, smoke-smuggered stars. Now all that was left neath my bad-smelling sky was my big empty factory, the Lorax, and I. The Lorax said nothing, just gave me a glance, gave, just gave me a very sad, sad backwards glance, as he lifted himself by the seat of his pants, and I'll never forget the grim look on his face, when he hesitated himself, heisted himself, and took leaf of this place, through a hole in the smog without leaving a single trace. And all that Lorax left here was a mess, a small pile of rocks with one word, unless. Whatever that meant, well, I cu just couldn't guess. That was a long, long ago. But each day since that day, I sat here and worried and worried away. Through the years while my buildings have fallen apart, I've worried about it with all my heart. But now, says the Onceler, now that you're here, the word of the Lorax seems perfectly clear. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. So, catch, calls the oncer. He lets something fall. It's a truffle seed, the last one of them all. You're in charge of the last truffle seeds, and truffle trees are what everyone needs. Plant a new truffle, treat it with care, give it clean water, and feed it fresh air. Grow a forest, protect us from axes that hack. And then the Lorax and all of his friends may just come back. Well, that was The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. I thought it was a pretty good one. Um, if you would like to contact me, you can do so at gumdropreaders at gmail.com. And that's G-U-M-D-R-O-P-R-E-A-D-E-R-S at gmail.com. Uh, you can send me a book recommendation that you want me to do on the show or just to say hi. I would absolutely love that. So please send an email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening today, and I will see you next time.